on the BevCast. Booty time, booty time, across the USA. Booty time, booty time. Hey, hey, hey. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BevCast. Hey, 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 hey BevCast. Episode 272. Woo! Palindrome. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie. We come in here and talk about it for the first time. Then good bad movies. Enjoy yeah. all bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. Robot jocks that's is our, good. That's our rating scale. Don't it worry. Is. Don't worry too much about that because the bad bad movies, as in stay away, they get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags as in douchebags after Twilight. Oh no! That's pay not particular good. in uh, yes. Pay attention to, to that, that end of the, of the of the spectrum. It's there. very important. Important to know. Um. So here we are uh, <laughs> in the week in the month of Carme Diem. Right. Yeah. Right. Carme yeah. Diem. yeah. It's Carme Diem. Carme Diem. Everyone. Um. Happy. Nineteen nineties. The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Right. To celebrate hey, Carme Diem. That's a car name. <laughs> yep. Right. Right. Uh huh. Totally a, a car, car name. name. We watched it in May. Car name? Yeah. Car name Diem? Yeah. Every, each and every week, it's the adventures of Car May Diem. Yes. 1990s Ford Fairlane. Uh-huh. Adventures, adventures of, of Ford Fairlane. Adventures of Ford Fairlane. He has adventures. This this movie knows it's 1990. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This movie yeah. hammers the fact that it's 1990. By having... Existing. Oh, by having Andrew Dice Clay as the star? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh! Oh! <Yeah>. No! <sighs> all right. So, summary. That's how we usually start before right, we yeah, just we go into right. some kind of weird yes. thing about this. All right, yeah. here we go. A vulgar private detective is hired to find a missing groupie and is drawn into a mystery involving a series of murders tied to the music industry. Oh! No! That's oh. technically accurate. Oh. Booty time! <laughs> no. <laughs> Yep, there you That's go. Another yes, part. do it. Um, <laughs> you would this do- movie stars Ed O'Neill. Yes, it does. As, as a hard-nosed detective. <laughs> as the hero of the story. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah. There are a surprising number of Bamcast alums involved in this. In front of and behind the scenes. Yes. Uh, yep. Rennie Harlan, the director mm-hmm. of Deep Blue Sea fame. Yeah. Deepest, bluest. Rennie Harlan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His Rennie is like a Harlan. <laughs> yep. Um, screenwriters involved in plenty of Bamcast stuff. Uh, probably most famous, Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk. One guy. Yeah. Out of like the six screenwriters. Yeah. Is. Yeah. And also Batman Returns, which we talked about at length. We oh, that movie. mentioned that one before. Which yeah. is a good Batman movie. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's great. And it's just like Boston. <laughs> man, it, it, Hudson Hawk is an apt comparison because that... Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of similarities between this shit and Hudson Hawk. We're going to jump right into that. Is that how we're going to start? I'm just saying they are cut from the same cloth. Uh, Very much so. This is, this is the, okay. So (laughs) this is the shitty freight in that you would throw away from that cloth. This is, yeah, the end of the bolt. Like it's all uneven. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Open up that fucking can of worms. We'll get to it. Okay. All right. We'll get to it. Okay. All right. We'll get to it when we talk about the jokes uh-huh. In the movie. Right. Did you hear that air quote? Yeah, I heard Jokes. it. It was very loud. I didn't. Yeah. There's yeah. some other Bamcast alums. Uh, yes. Uh, Lauren Hawley yeah. of Turbulence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the amazing 
amazing movie, Turbulence. Right. Yep. Sam she looks personal right. favorite. She, she looks, looks so wonderful close. in this movie. Sure. I yeah, guess. sure. Um, the kid <laughs> from uh, Blind Fury. Is that who that and was? That's yes. That kid was? It's the same kid from huh. Blind Fury. All right. Well, Thanks for looking that one up. Good for that kid. <laughs> good for Brandon him. Call, a.k.a. known in this movie as The Kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, Robert Englund of uh, Never Too Young to Die fame. Yes. Stargrove fame. itself. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Known for Never Too Young to Die. Correct. Yes, I believe that is where I saw Robert Englund's most catalog. famous role. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, besides starting the country. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that was the other thing he did. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. England. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. plenty of people. Bob. Bobby. Somehow. Uh, Bobby. Somehow Andrew Dice Clay never been at Banff Castle. Alone. No, it's and not really shocking. Probably never again. Only really made like three movies. Yeah. So. And Wayne Newton of License to Kill fame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about License to Kill a few times. That's a good movie. That movie's fucking awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is not that movie. Nope. Nope. But we're going to talk about it, aren't we? Yeah, let's go down. For the first half. Mm. <laughs> don't, don't even recap that. Don't even go there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so things happen, and then uh, the movie ends. Uh, let's rate it. Yep, all the bags. <laughs> now wait, hold on. What we we owe it to Fort our listeners. Fairlane is oh, sitting on a beach. We need smoking to... as the film opens. Uh-huh. Okay, go on. Yes. yes. Exterior <laughs> day. You don't need to read from. <laughs> Are you just going to read the Wikipedia summary yeah, yeah, word that's for word? All I got really. Yeah. Fade okay. in. Guys so, Clay. This is a Joel Silver produced movie. Let's get that oh, out of the way yeah. first. It is a big time Rennie Harlan action picture budget extravaganza. This movie is the reason he was offered Die Hard 2. Yeah. Someone saw this and said, please which make it. Which he made a- in the same year, which is kind of crazy of to think this. about in itself. He was making, he was started making it while this movie was being edited. So like this movie is being spliced together and he's making Die Hard 2. Mm-hmm. That's insane. So basically he was like, fuck that shit. I'm over to something real. You can kind of tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there's really not a lot of cohesiveness to this. No. Uh, no. So, Andrew Dice Clay uh-huh. plays the titular Ford Fairlane. Mm-hmm. The rock and roll detective. Yes. And by the way, drink every time someone says rock and roll detective. No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. All right. He's basically Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, ab- yeah. 100%. It's, it's pretty much, you know, like shitbird. Like take Rudy Ray Moore yep. out of the past being Dolomite. Mm-hmm. This is the exact same thing. Yeah. Wait, what? No. Comedian that's not exactly funny. Enough time has doing passed. Doing his routines and stuff. Yes. Enough time has passed where you can look at Dolomite and go, yeah, okay, that guy's kind of uh, gross, but it's kind of funny. Enough time has not passed to make Andrew Dice Clay. I disagree. In any way tolerable. I disagree hugely. But well, wait. Which part? All of your above statements. I, I don't. I would not lump Dolomite, Rudy Ray Moore, in with Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, I. It, they're both total fucking vanity projects. The, yes, they're they're both Where just. Everyone take... walks around the movie telling them how, like, saying how fucking awesome they yeah. are. This movie piles women on top of him. Yeah, no, and no, he's no, the grossest human being it, in the planet. It's not that at all. I think I think what you're what you're going with is like. <sighs> You're you're assuming that nobody in the history of ever likes Dolomite by that statement because no, I don't know why no, no, no. I don't know why Andrew Dice Clay was ever famous. He was huge though. He was bigger yes. than Dolomite. I he sold out yes. stadiums, like 
80,000 seat stadium. For being stadiums, a fucking scumbag. For just going up there and doing, and you know, nursery rhymes and shit. Yep. For about a year and a half, he was fucking hot shit. Yeah. Like, huge. The problem is, okay. this movie hit at year night uh, at month 19 of that year and a half. Yeah. It's much like it's much like Cool as Ice. A Another bit, yeah. 1990 it's movie. It's like your time was over before it even got there. Where yeah, where it becomes this time capsule of yeah, we made this awesome thing with this guy and then oh shit, everyone hates that guy now. Yeah. Oh dear, what do we do? Well, yeah. I don't know, put it out anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it's done, so yeah. shit. <laughs> <I was> well, <laughs> oh, put it out. Let people but yeah, go see it, it. But uh, my my point is, I think people have fonder, lasting memories for Dolomite Rudy Ray Moore than they ever did for this fuckhead. Well, yeah, because you can derive some joy out of Rudy Ray Moore's performance. Like this movie, Andrew Dice Clay is just a belligerent asshole to everybody. Yes, uh-huh. he is literally like, like, the worst human being on the planet. He is the worst antagonist we've ever had in a movie, mm-hmm. flat out. The weird thing is that it's like. It's played tongue in cheek, but it still comes across as just grating. Yeah. Like even even though we're supposed to be like, all right, we know this guy is everybody knows this guy's an asshole and that's that's sort of the shtick. Um, everybody's in on the joke. But it still just grates on your nerves so much. Yeah, it, the movie winks at you like, eh, come on, you know, it's his persona, but it's mm-hmm. still like, and now here's a huge dose of his persona. It's like Okay, movie. I it's just he's just the like I said, he's literally the worst person on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like well, as as much as they try to make the bad guys in this seem bad, mm-hmm. they pale in comparison. Cuz they all have that a little bit of charm somehow. Like they they all have charisma. There's something he about everyone none. in this movie that is kind of like, yeah, I can kind of see your point cuz this guy's an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, yeah, I it's uh, so yeah, so well, he does asshole things for like an hour and a half. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I guess I bring up the Rudy Ray Moore similarities because he doesn't have jokes with punchlines. Yeah. He just says like shit and then goes for shock value or whatever, but never really has a joke behind it. It's just an attitude. It's a rhythm. It's a persona. It That's the comparison we're trying to make. Not that one is the worst human on the planet and the other one is slightly a little better because more time has passed. It, it's just It's the same kind of vehicle. It's, you know, stage persona dropped into a movie they have no business being in. And no matter what they surround themselves with, you know, stunts and shit in Dolomite and, you know, actual actors and a plot in this, Mm -hmm. it's still the same terrible thing of, you know, your problem is your main character is ruining anything you're trying to do with your movie. Like the movie can never overcome him. Like it doesn't matter what other people do in it it doesn't matter what the story is doesn't matter what the script is nothing the character cannot overcome any of that and that's i mean like this movie turns makes you turn on it in the opening scene mm-hmm. like he walks into this club and everyone's just throwing themselves on andrew dice clay while he's whatever the fuck he's doing just posing and doing all his dumb cigarette shtick and he's mugging yeah basically and it's just like this is this is a shitty person and the movie is just mm-hmm. celebrating him like, oh, he's just he's such a badass. And it's just yeah. like, no, he's a disgusting I, human right. being. So if you want to open up, I don't know if you want to open up the uh, the Hudson Hawk can of worms yet, but this is one of the scenes that's like directly parallels Hudson Hawk because it's like there's this one club and pretty much almost everyone who's important to the movie 
kind of is hanging out in this one club, mm-hmm. or at least all the ancillary characters. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, it's a very similar scene to walking into the um, to the bar that's now a coffee shop in Hudson Hawk. Right. You know, it's just like, oh, over there is this, you know, is Morris Day, that he's important, and over here sitting this person, you know, and it's just kind of goes from place to place and talks to the people for a few minutes and it's kind of dismissive and just kind of that um, just kinetic, stupid storytelling. Like, um, mm-hmm. yeah. it just doesn't really work. There, there's a bit of a rhythm that's very similar to Hudson Hawk in this movie. Somewhat, well, yeah. To me, it's 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 the tone. It's different. Of it. Yeah. There, there's. I know. It's like it's the same beat. I, I but, I'm okay with. But some it's a yeah, completely yeah, different song. Well, here's the deal. Like, the tone of it is the same. Where it's like kind of almost this live action cartoonish, but it's also like, hey, fucking shit, what the fuck, duh, mm-hmm. you know, like all that sort of stuff, <laughs> but. The difference is Hudson Hawk has Bruce Willis back when he gave a shit about doing things and having charisma. Yeah. Selling, like, even if there's dumb shit and you got people like Danny Aiello who, you know, when he's fucking airbags, you know, it's like, okay, that works. <laughs> right. Because it's Danny Aiello saying it with the right tone. Yeah. Whereas, right. like, you know, Rennie Harlan, you almost wonder if it's like, I know English is your second language, so are you not getting, uh-huh. like, how this comedy is supposed to work? Oh, I, because I, that's yeah. how it feels to me is they both have this weird like a tone of like this alien being like, all right, we told you what funny is. So now make that. And they're like, OK, uh, I think I get it. And I, I'm sure that that Dice Clay is just like, oh, no, this is fucking funny. Oh, yeah. This is the kind of funny shit that people like. Well, oh, I'm sure there was no well, actual like directing of the of the acting quote unquote that dice was doing in this. I think that was basically set in stone. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, now dice is going to come in and he's going to do all this stuff. Follow him with your camera. And then, yeah. okay, we'll film this stunt over here with some cars and stuff. I'll direct that. And then, okay, dice will come in and say, mm-hmm. his, it, there's no, like, I, there, well, the screenwriter already is on record as saying like, it was a nightmare working with him. Oh, I have because no doubt. You know that whatever he wrote, he was like, no, fuck that. I got to yeah. talk about my dick. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. And that had to be like the entire process. Well, it's surprising that Dice does not have any kind of writing credit because I no one was writing all that bullshit. Like none of it. Half of it is from his stand up routine. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just. So, yeah. I mean, he rolls through the club and we're, you know, quickly introduced to some of the ancillary characters. And then very quickly, it's like. Oh, uh, come to the uh, radio uh, station because your old friend who's now a shock jock uh, has a job for you. Yeah. So he rolls in there and it's Gilbert Gottfried who's being an annoying radio DJ. And However, not the most annoying person in the film, thanks to Andrew Dice Clay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we did forget about the, the metal band thing. Because the metal band performances before uh, that. Sure. That's during the okay. opening credits. Yeah, it's during the... Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's a metal band called Black Plague. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Bobby Black, the lead singer, Vince Neil. Vince Neil. Um, <laughs> Music. Dies on Vince stage. Neil. Collapses and dies on stage. That's the... Uh, After being lit on fire? Yes. Yeah, that didn't While kill him. ziplining into the... Onto the stage? Yeah. Yes. But yeah, no, he just collapses for reasons unknown. Yeah, because yeah. he was on fire. and that, But he was <laughs> fine from that. And Yeah. I don't think they even... Do they ever even say what killed him? He just dies. Nah. He was murdered. He was killed by well, murder. I, no, he was... It was a... <laughs> yes, it was a case it was of murder. A, a <laughs> broken heart. Mm. He had a broken heart. Was he the oh. owner of a broken heart? 
Well, that's much better than the owner of a lonely. <laughs> so Anakin became, turned to the dark side and yes. tore his dark heart apart. Side. Yes. Okay. He was the All chosen right. one. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He's lost the will to live. I, Vince I got Neil, you. the chosen one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you think he'd be pretty close to the dark side too, having killed a man? Mm-hmm. But you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, that's. No. Um, but anyway. Anyway, um, yeah. So he goes to the he goes to the radio station, meets Gilbert Gottfried, and he's like, ah, "My daughter, uh, she's lost and find her." And he's like, "I'm not buying your bullshit." Oh, and he's oh. like, "Well, it's my sister. What does it matter?" Ah, find like, this Here's, girl. Have some money. You can if you find her. What does it matter? Just find her. And it's <laughs> Zuzu petals. Yeah, Zuzu petals, and he has a picture, and she's making a dumb duck face on it, and <laughs> you know something, and and he's just like, "All right, whatever. I, I like money." Mm-hmm. He does, yes. um, and then he goes back at some point he goes back to his office where uh, uh, Lauren Holly is like his uh, assistant and he's constantly saying awful and terrible sexual harassment suit things to her <laughs> and and also talking about how all these musicians pay him in weird gifts like NXS paid him in a koala bear mm-hmm. uh, Millie, yeah uh, Millie Vanilli paid him in bike pants but they pay him in gifts yeah, just various and animated gifts. Yeah, gifts in pants and no, hair pants. extensions. They paid him oh, in okay. gifs. Yes. Oh, Jeffs. Yes. Oh, yeah, he was, oh, paid, he was paid in peanut oh, butter. Peanut butter. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Um, uh, and then there's a whole other little side plot where he he rests some like guy who was stalking this band called Pussycats. It's, it's basically Josie and the Pussycats. I because the lead singer's named Josie, mm-hmm. and um, and they pay him in like a gold watch, and I, I don't know. It's he beats that guy up. Yeah, it's yeah. all it's all dumb. Says him. It just, it, it, it in just, ten seconds, it's about to be the most embarrassing moment of your life. It just all it says it, it, it just establishes yeah. this stupid world where he lives in where he's broke because all everyone does is pay him in these weird gifts. Mm-hmm. And he apparently doesn't know what a pawn shop is. Or no, yeah, he acts no. like he's stuck with this fancy gold watch. And yeah, like put that. No, shit it's on a gold eBay. watch. Well, there was it was nineteen ninety. <laughs> I know. Didn't have no, I'm eBay. just saying. Oh, they had oh. it. <laughs> they fucking had it back then. They could do a Go. fucking jewelry store, right? <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah but yeah i, I mean like so in excess i mean we're glossing over this it's it, it he becomes has a an fucking impor- pet koala right yeah because she's just like and in excess gave us this and just lifts up this koala bear <laughs> it's it's and we're like wait what <laughs> It's just the thing hanging out in the scene. Like, well, it was hanging out under her desk like, too. That's the best part. She's yeah. just like, yeah, just like it's not it's even a like a real puppet. It's like it's somebody just, bought it, a stuffed animal. It's like a teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's a, a teddy a, koala, a, a teddy ruxpin. Yeah, it is yeah. not a koala puppet. <laughs> no, <laughs> Son of a bitch! No, it's not. It's like a twenty dollar <laughs> koala puppet. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> I mean, Muppets uh, have more articulation than this yes. thing. It's just, yeah. And there's someone credited as being like a vocalization thing for this oh, at the end. Because yeah. it I makes was, like one yeah. noise. Yeah. And ever. not Frank Welker, which how that happened. Uh, how did someone else get that job under him? Well, I don't know. Frank Welker was like, no, I'm not doing that. Not voicing your why? fucking quality. Is that the guy that plays for the Frank Welker? Koala. <laughs> <laughs> Koality puppet. Koality puppet. That's best joke in the movie. You That's the only joke we had in the movie. So be thankful for it, you sons of bitches. There is also a point that... Just I'm thinking about the koala right now, but there's a uh, point. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. I, actually, I'm always thinking about Fix the koala. It, fixated but... on the koala. <laughs> Fix. That's the only thing I can do. But in, when he's going through the club, yeah. 
the girl says something to him and he says something like, oh, what do you like? She, he gives her, her a number. He says five, 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 something. She's like, five, five, five. That's a fake number they use in movies. And he's like, this is a movie. What the fuck's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. What do you think this is? Reality? Yeah. Oh, 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 he's breaking the Ford oh, wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh. we're like, <laughs> we're just looking at it going, Ford wall. what? <laughs> what? Yeah. And then that. Keep that one in mind for later. Yes, please. Yeah. He also sure. orders a milkshake that they light on fire. A Sambuca milkshake, motherfucker. Yeah, which he then drinks. Yeah. Right. Not thick enough. Keep that in mind, too. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of important information hey, yes. imparted. Oh, yeah. yeah it, is it might be kind of like where matters. they keep the nuclear vessels. Yeah. <laughs> um, shit. Uh, yeah, so. But yeah, so he, he Gilbert Gottfried says, yes. here's four grand. Finder. Well, actually, he's he like twenty bucks. Find Oh my god! <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> that is that is both the most annoying and the worst Gilbert Gottfried I've ever heard. That, it's just screaming I'm at just, the top of your lungs. That's impressed. all Gilbert Gottfried is. You forgot oh. the nasal New York voice. Yeah, What's funny it. though is that just trying to sound like a duck. It works. <laughs> I mean, he's screaming on the radio in his you know like Aladdin voice, but mm-hmm, then right. like when Dice comes in, he actually is acting. He's talking like almost a normal human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he was almost on that one season of Saturday Night Live he was on where he was mm-hmm. just not doing the Gilbert Gottfried persona. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, this is unusual. <laughs> For him to be the calmer of the two in the room, yes. the least, yeah. For him to be the least yes. annoying person on screen yeah. is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, and Acting. like anyway, yeah. yeah. Actually, he only gives him like twenty bucks out of yeah. the four oh, yeah, grand like, that he promises. Dessert and, comes after yeah. supper. Yeah. So he goes off to idiot. look for that, and um, <laughs> as soon as he gets in the car, he turns on the radio. Yeah. Right. And and he's on the radio, just like, oh my god, I'm being killed on the radio. Yeah. So yes, he. As in the dickish way most possible, he turns his car around to go back to the radio station just in time to get back there and Gilbert Godfrey's being electrocuted somehow. And his engineer is hanging, hanging upside from, down sure. and dead. Yeah. I don't know. They've, it's been attacked mm, in Predator 2. I don't yeah, know what happened just, here. Khan showed up and <laughs> yeah. just killed them all. The predators were there a second ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so he's dead now. And he's just like, well, that's weird and unfortunate. And he, he meets Ed O'Neill, who comes to the station, and they have a whole thing. About don't get in my way. I won't if you don't get in my way. Jerk off, jerk off, jerk they don't off, like jerk each off, other. jerk off. Yeah, I, they just Andrew Dice Clay's thing in this movie is basically somebody will call him something and he'll just be like, "Yeah, well you're that something." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, I'm that something." Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh well, all right. Yeah, you've bested me, sir. Good one. <laughs> yeah, it, it's basically. Yeah, you you called me that. Well, I'll call you this. Suck my dick. Oh, <laughs> right. and the guy's like. What? what? Huh? No, oh. I, I will not suck your dick, no. Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> no, no, thank you. But I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> so they have their little back and forth, and it, I I don't know. It establishes this really dumb side plot of that. The best. Okay. The best fine. written stuff in the movie is this side plot. The side plot is <laughs> Ed O'Neill does not like Andrew Dice Clay because he's a because uh, he's Andrew Dice Clay well, <laughs> because he's the rock and roll uh, private eye or whatever detective. And apparently somehow he busted up and ruined his chance to be a disco sensation. Back when Ford Fairlane was working in publicity. Yeah, he ruined his uh, chance to be a disco god with his song Booty Time. Booty Time. Booty Time. (laughs) Booty Booty Time. time. Across the USA. USA. Yeah. Booty Time. Booty Time. And Ed O'Neill sings that. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Yeah, and shakes and dances. And all of his men look at him and it's like, huh. 
It's the best scene in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it is, sure. I'll go with that. Ed O'Neill being weird and or exasperated is my favorite Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. Yes. Um, also, usually the only Ed O'Neill that you get, but... Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes he flushes a toilet. Sometimes he's sitting on a couch with his hand in his pants, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. yeah. Sometimes he helps women trying on shoes. Mm-hmm. These are all things that happen. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not um, in this movie. Yeah, so that's a side plot. And so, like, no, Gilbert Godfrey's dead, and he's like, I don't... I don't know... I, the murder, money gets burned up, and he's just like, well, that, that all sucks. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back. Uh, he goes home. Well, he goes home with a couple of ladies that somehow, because that happens a lot in this movie, just there will be lady, random ladies involved. Wakes up in the morning to his uh, stupid alarm clock, which is like a hi-fi system playing Purple Haze, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. Purple Haze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, they run out, and Priscilla Presley comes in, and it's just like, doing kind of like the Maude Lebowski thing mm-hmm. where she's just like, I have a job for you and I'm not going to tell you anything about it, but do it now, Mr. Lebowski, mm-hmm. Mr. Dice Clay. And uh, she also wants him to find the same stupid named person, Lulu Petal or whatever. Zuzu, Zuzu, Zuzu Petal, sure. It's a, um, um, it's a it's reference a to uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah. I, in this scene is a line of dialogue spoken by Andrew Dice Clay, which is actually almost humorous. Because she says something to him like, nothing shocks me. I walked in once on my dad and my Shetland pony. And she says, are you shocked or are you horrified? And he, no, says, he goes, right, does that arouse you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's got a massive heart on whatever. But <laughs> but he says, well, I don't know. I don't know what your dad looks like or something like that. Never I don't know. I never mother. met your dad. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, he does. No, it's the one almost yeah. subtle line that he says without any of his bullshit attached to mm-hmm. it. And it's like. Okay, that's mildly amusing. Like, if you any other get actor the feeling had said like that, the actual guy who wrote the script wrote that line. Yeah, I was like, why don't you say this instead mm. of you're dumb? Why don't you come sit on my Johnson? Ah, ah, Elvis, I'm Stanley, not. like a power <laughs> drill. Oh, hey. Yeah, because then he goes into talking about his dick. Oh, well, that happens a lot. But yeah, anyway, so yes, Priscilla <laughs> Presley hires him to find uh, the same, same, same person who she's, uh, according to her, she's her sister. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. Yep. I, mean, I met her dad earlier, who's like four years younger than you. So, yep. Uh, but she like straight up hands him like four or five grand or whatever. So he's like, all right, I'm on the case. I'll mm-hmm. find him. Um, so he goes to Gilbert Godfrey's boat yeah. to look for him. The mighty penis. Or to look, look for clues. Yeah. Yeah. A boat named the mighty penis. Mm-hmm. God, we're still talking about this movie. And it's a sex boat. Yep. Sex Ooh. boat. Yeah. It's got a bunch of sex stuff in it. If the boats are rocking. Yep. Please stop talking about this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those 1990 things where it's like, oh, this is funny because it's just full of blow up dolls it's and dildos. Full of an Adam and, and Eve store. It was of, like, yeah, it's like no human being could even function in here. That's how mm-hmm. much crap you've crammed into this room. Yeah, and apparently Robert Englund has just been hanging out in there waiting for him to show up. Yes, behind the medicine cabinet. Yeah, because <laughs> he goes and opens the medicine cabinet. <laughs> And Robin Dickens is just like, hey. <laughs> and Dice Clay is like, well, that's unusual. <laughs> Shuts the mm-hmm. door. And then Robert England bursts through the thing, you know, like Freddie would. Mm-hmm. They f- they fight. Yeah. <laughs> there was a firefight. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this was supposed to be Billy Idol. Yes. But he original. broke his head in a motorcycle accident. Yeah. <laughs> so. And that, that must be why Robert England has a British accent. And basically is. A Cockney accent. Yeah. Pretty much throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Because he's, he's like, trying to be Billy Idol, but he oh, looks like Robert man, England. that would have been so much better. Wouldn't it? See? This whole thing yeah. hinged on that. <laughs> and now where are we? Yeah. 
uh, hell. about to hell. rebel yell. Yeah, so they, they fight. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay grabs a, grabs a rack of shotguns off the wall. Yes. And just starts shooting them, which immediately sinks the boat. Yep. Because why not? Yeah. Because, yeah, because why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And basically, I guess, thinks he's killed the guy and gets out and is just like, I got guppies in my fucking underwear. <laughs> oh! oh, well, yeah, he talks to nobody in particular. Like, he's not actually narrating half the time. He's just talking to himself. Yeah, there's, well, that, it's, there's that one scene where he is just talking, where it's like he's doing his own narration out loud, which is weird. The rest of the time, it's just this nebulous, like, he's talking about it like it already happened, even though it's happening at the moment. And it's right. It's all done horribly. Yep. So, um. Yeah. Oh, the other oh. stupid little side thing that means almost nothing, except that it's like, the stupidest MacGuffin in the whole movie is that while he was leaving the uh, Gilbert Gottfried's uh, studio, there was like a record sleeve with somebody's name on it. Art, Art Mooney. Art Mooney. Mm-hmm. He takes means it. Jack fuck all for the rest of the movie until it's all of a sudden it's like, I guess that needs to mean something and we need a reason to write this in. Well, they are try. They're, they're- they're not trying, but they're they do mention it several times. Oh yeah, he, he does mentions ask, it to every he asks people. everybody about it, but it it, it never means anything except no. for like they're like, oh, there it is. Ha. Until they literally land on it. Yeah, um, you so, are right about that. Fuck, I don't know. Yep, he goes to the Priscilla Presley's fancy schmancy party, and it's a terrible, awful fucking scene. Yeah, he talks to her for a while, and Wayne Newton shows up. I think for the first time. Right, no, no. Wayne Newton oh, no. is in this movie. Oh, no, Wayne, New- Wayne Newton showed up uh, first because he went to the studio and watched uh, Morris Day produce some shitty like teeny bob Richard Marks teenager kid, mm-hmm. and and we was making jokes about how terrible he is, and like this guy whoever fucking signed him has got to be a moron, and then it's like light from behind. He's like, well, that would be me. I'm Wayne Newton, and <laughs> you should probably be sure not to talk bad about people that are in the yeah. same room, and they just mm-hmm. you know glare at each other and leave. And he asks everyone there if they if no. he knows who this Art Mooney is. And he doesn't just nowhere. leave. No, he he, he plays his song. rock and roll tune <sighs> yeah, where he gets sorry. to sing his own song with backup singers, and, and everyone knows it. Yeah, it's one of those magic movie moments yep. where right, the backup singers sorry. are like, "I know this." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least in Back to the Future, he tells them what time the song is yeah. in. And he's and they like, just "All right, trying to it. keep up." But yeah. they're not singing. Well, he it. says the yeah. same thing. He's just like, "Try to keep up." assholes for, yeah you know, and yeah. they are they're all just so happy they're all just like fuck yeah this song woo and it's like full band shows up and mm. all the producers are just like yeah mm-hmm. moving their yeah, sliders at least he gets outside and admits that that's the only song he knows yes so well because great. he's been banned from mtv that's right because he had been banned from mtv yes topical yes just like when he watches a sex tape uh, he mentions rob Lowe. topical uh, yeah <laughs> like an ointment yeah. um Mm. You're so dejected. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this movie takes it out of you. Oh, yeah, uh, and then puts uh, it back uh, in, and then oh, takes oh, it out oh, again. Oh, oh like my oh, dick, like oh, Stanley, the fucking power tool, <laughs> aka <laughs> my penis. If you know what I mean, I'm talking about <laughs> my sexual <laughs> organ. Subtlety is my strong suit. Oh, also strong is my penis. Hey, oh. oh. Uh, <laughs> I am very good with it as well. Oh, hello. I put it in ladies. And also Clint Eastwood, because I said that at one oh, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He says that a lot, by the way. He, he claims to have had sex with many men, which nothing wrong with that. And if you want to boast about it, fine. But at the time, his character doesn't seem to be 
it's about meant that. in a derogatory way. Yeah. I know, but He was it's, establishing dominance. I know, but it's like that line in Roadhouse where he's like, I used to fuck dudes like you in prison. It's like, well, wait, are you... Th- that's not threatening him with that. That's just making you sound like an idiot. <laughs> so, establishing yeah. dominance, Chuck. Look I, that's, it up. That, you just... You just put your face higher. This is than why them. you don't That's wear your dominance. pants down low. It's <laughs> oh. establishing uh, submissiveness. Anyway, all right. Then. Um, That's a myth. Yeah, <laughs> I would know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Back when he was making toilet wine. That's yeah. why he's so adversely. No, no, against the, the toilet wine. No, um, no toilet wine. <laughs> so yeah, he goes to the fancy fancy party and mm-hmm. again meets Wayne Newton and. Does the worst thing. Yes. Like, okay. Literally. Just, so he's he's called Lauren Holly up and said, hey, show up at this party, dress fancy. And for whatever reason, because movie, she's just constantly like, yes, I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm I'm in love with you, even though you're the worst person in the world. And then he proceeds to, uh, to actually show it by he's walking around and being Andrew Dice Clay at this fancy, fancy oh. dress party and goes over to the hors d'oeuvres bar, takes one, pops it in his mouth, obviously doesn't like it. And about that time, Wayne Newton decides to show up and start talking to him. Now, he's done everything else horribly. I don't know why he can't just spit this the fuck out, like even on the guy, because that seems like it's not above him. Mm -hmm. But he decides to pretend like he just can't talk. He's like, hmm, high five. I'm not going to speak to you and hold this in my mouth. And then Lauren Holly comes up and he grabs her, kisses her, and basically food transfers the food from his mouth to her mouth. He baby birds her. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. He baby birds yeah. Lauren Holly. He Alicia Silverstone that <laughs> that that hors d'oeuvre right over there. And you don't. You just don't do that to Lauren yeah. Holly. She's no, a nice no, girl. No, you do not. How dare Honestly, you? you? Don't don't baby bird anybody. Yeah. Just don't do nah, it. Nah, you can baby just bird say some no. people. Just say no, no to baby birding. No, but don't. I'm sorry. They, not Lauren Holly. No. Here's a Lauren and Holly <laughs> symbol of our affection. <laughs> Uh, no, but yes, and so, so she's sitting there, like, for a while, like... She doesn't know what's... It, she didn't know she was about to get baby No, no, of course she didn't know that. Why would she? Why would anyone know that? <laughs> Fancy party, looking nice. Oh, God, there's mystery food in my mouth. Yeah, from Andrew from Clay. the worst human I being on the planet. I have all of the diseases. Yes, so many yeah, times. Who had also, like, when she showed up, oh, all, yeah. all dressed up, right. he's like, what the fuck you wearing that for? You're supposed to look nice. <laughs> Yo, he and, no, and no, he not feels up your yeah. tits not only as that, he does like, He's like, I told you to dress nice, not boop, boop, nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, really? It's like, God, fuck you guys. Just, just mm-hmm. fuck off. Yeah. yeah. We all hate you. Yes. And Make then you no baby mistake. bird her. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? Piece of shit. Stanley. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> So yeah, she and then of course after doing this, he introduces her like literally half a second later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, she hey. can't talk. Yeah, it's and, like God. But then she swallows it dick. and then like says something, and it's yeah. just like, oh, this is this is like the worst. Mm-hmm. This is all the worst. Yes. And then uh, is it the funeral next? I'm just skipping. Let's sure, skip to they that. go to the funeral. Yeah, they go to the funeral of the guy from the very first scene. Um, mm-hmm. Vince Neal's in Oop. the glass coffin. That coffin's fucking awesome. It's yeah, pretty dope. If I when go I out, die, yeah. I want to be in a big lower me mm-hmm. big plexiglass pill yeah. with lights all around it. And yeah, I want lots pretty, of chicks going, ooh. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, yeah, because it gets grosser because there's a guy scalping tickets to the funeral. <sighs> it's basically let's, Dice Jr. Let's doing this. Let's just say he's exchanging uh, sexual favors in order to lower t- ticket prices, and there's plenty of 
women applying lip gloss. There are four women blowing him at the same time that pop up and give him a a discounted rate of $100 a piece. I'm sorry, we're doing Andrew Dice Clay. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. There are four women that are putting their mouths on his sexual organ. Walkins here. (laughs) I'm sorry. Christopher Walken just walking in. in. I'm sorry. Dice uh, Dice walked out. Just walk in. in. It's like an impression all of a sudden. Walken is here. Oh, that's where it came from. Is ow, ow, ow. They're different. They're subtle. Oh, it's close. Yes, not not at all. Anyway, similar. so yes, subtlety gone. Yes, but then like throughout the entire Penis. time they're at the at the funeral, like basically every single woman is like touching up her mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To and yes, he has to say something like because he gets charged full price. Yeah, and, and he says, "Wait, why are you charging me three hundred bucks?" And he's like, "Well, because you didn't me. suck my dick." Yeah. And he goes, "All right, here's three hundred. Three hundred it is. Yeah. Oh, okay, you're right. I did. <laughs> hey, boo boo. Three hundred it is. <laughs> boo boo. I don't want to touch your picnic basket. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, yeah. he was given the option. So. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he he was. was. That's true. But yeah, yeah. fair play. Uh, but he yes. did hesitate for a second. He, well. he was, yeah. But he finally at the the big thing about this is he finally meets uh whatever Zuzu Petals. Canoe, Zuzu yeah. Petals, yeah. <laughs> Lulu Canoe, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> Cuckoo Cachoo. <laughs> <laughs> and then Robert England uh, shows. My dad used to wear that. Yeah, Robert England shows back up and starts trying to run them over in a stretch hearse. I believe. Yeah, it is. he immediately kidnaps. It her. was a limo. It, is it oh, just Robert England was okay. driving the limo? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He kidnaps her and just like drives off. So Andrews grabs a hearse. Yes. with a lady in the back, which is like. <laughs> Really? And during this fancy, crazy funeral, there's another funeral going on? At well, night? Yeah. At night? In L.A., man. It's In L.A.? busy. And it's... Okay, look. This scene is extra gross for a long period of time yeah. because what happens first is two dudes climb out of the back of the hearse. Uh-huh. And they're like, I thought this job was just going to be working at night. This is great. Yeah, Zip. I, thought and it's they like, were, I thought they were just going to have medical benefits. Yeah, and it's like, wait, what? And then, like, you see there's this giant-breasted woman in the back of this thing, and you're just like, oh, dear God. Mm-hmm. They've uh-huh. had sex with a dead person. This is the worst movie of all time. Yep. Um, but oh, it, it, it goes you, further than that. You're not wrong. No, I know I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no matter how the scene is resolved, I do not back down from that statement uh-huh. because, like, he jumps in the hearse, and it's like car chase time, and then that's when quote-unquote dead body shoots up into the driver's seat and is just flopped all over him and he's also kind of like doing sexual things there with is it. a there is a pov shot of him staring at her cleavage yep like oh i like hope you donate those things to science yeah. <laughs> and she keeps falling over into like the you know oral sex position as mm. because like he slams on the brakes at one point so she flies out of like the the tray from the back into the front seat the tray. whatever <laughs> fuck ever you call it i don't know i don't know it's fun have yeah. i have i've never been in that position on a hearse that's good <laughs> glad to hear it <laughs> well, just throw that out there okay good um, i have it's not all that okay. oh, all right <laughs> so yes so he's riding around like with her like in the middle seat mm-hmm. of this and she's just flopping over around him and yes he's saying things about her attire mm-hmm. and yeah. i kept thinking they were like literally going to expose her breasts because like what she's wearing i'm like no no, 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 no. Yeah. This is already all bad enough. It was pretty close to happening. Yeah. Like, it was pretty close to just mm-hmm. being the worst thing of all time. And I don't know. They're just plowing through this entire graveyard, fucking up all of the styrofoam uh, gravestones that yeah. are there. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's just, it's all terrible. It's like, wow, you're just fucking ruining the cemetery. This is awesome. This is so endearing to your character. Just keep doing this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, Robert England hits. Uh, they're, they're also digging the grave because why not? Busiest night in uh you know graveyard history mm-hmm. uh launches the limo into the grave and 
I all the while, like uh, you know, whatever Mrs. Robinson's back, cuckoo, cuckoo. Um, the Seems walrus, the yeah, the walrus is in the back, and um, <laughs> she's like, you know, I guess dead, or she should be from this accident, but yes. she's not. No, she's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, Ed O'Neill and company all show up like sirens go blazing and they come in and then like dead girl just wakes up and goes like oh hey who are you I thought I thought you know she says wow morticians really know how to party yeah or I thought they were weird or something like that yes doesn't redeem the scene no no it doesn't but (laughs) I'm just saying there's a slight bit of relief that she was not an actual dead person but Mm -hmm. still gross and worst thing ever yeah it's all bad yeah so, yeah, and then Robert England escapes. That's basically the moral of this scene. Yes, correct. Um, and he's now got, you know, Suzu Canoe or whatever her name is. Right. He takes her to his house, mm-hmm. which he then finds his koala bear. Hanging. From the ceiling fan. Yeah. As in, like, not, not hanging like a koala no, no, bear no, might. No, no, like, no. No, from... like in a noose. Yes. Yeah. Hung. And he's like, Hanged. well, that's... Hanged. That's unfortunate. And then she goes and sits down and clicks on the TV remote, and the TV explodes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, wait. And then he goes and checks on her. And then she gets up and starts just starts bouncing around the house because she's a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then she's like, oh, someone's cooking something in your microwave. He's like, uh, uh, and then they run out. Yeah. Run down the beach, hide behind a boat, and go, well, I guess maybe someone must have been just a pop pie or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then that beach house just fucking explodes. That was pretty good. His car blows up, too. I don't fun. know in which order. It was after A that. little bit oh, okay. later. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He walks He walks out. He's like, well, at least my car's okay. <laughs> so I thought the car yeah. was before the house blew up, but whatever. It doesn't no, matter. It doesn't matter. No, it was after. doesn't matter. Because right anyway, they end up on the beach, and like everything's blown up. <laughs> And like that's when the kid, I think we barely even mentioned, shows up like all haggard, like he was just in the explosion. And he's like, I tried to stop him, and look at me, I got beat up. And yeah, it felt more like they beat him to hell, which is just hilarious and sad at the same time that they were just at some point these henchmen were beating the fuck out of this kid. He needed Wrecker Howard to help come save him. Mm-hmm. But like, I, it hasn't even like before this. There's some weird subplot of just like, hey. Dice, look at my ring, find my dad, which, you know, jewelry does not establish paternity in any way, shape or form. But somehow Uh, apparently you've never seen Spaceballs. Well, okay, but I don't think that actually that was a long time ago. Oh, in another place. Oh, okay. This is that was like a couple of weeks ago. This is reality. (laughs) This actually. Hey, what do you think? This is reality. (laughs) Oh, anyway, he's got a like a Fred Flintstone ring or some shit. And it's like my dad, find him. Mm-hmm. So right. just keep that in mind. Yeah. That's that's happening. Yeah, but uh, don't care. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So at this point, his place is blown up, and yep. his car is blown up because he's like, "Okay, let's go." And then, and then uh, they also gets a phone call from somebody somehow somewhere. It's mm-hmm. that they also are like holding Lauren Holly hostage or something. Sure. I think uh, that's a bit later. Let's skip there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, somehow he ends up. He ends oh, up at a, a, he sees Kari Wurr across the street. He's like, hey, Ford Fairlane. She met him in the opening scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's the one who gave him the number out of okay. her boobs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And but then, yeah, so she invites him to come hang out with their sorority. Yeah. And this is the most ego-stroking stri- bullshit uh, of all time uh, of just, first of all, it's a fucking cartoon that he walks into of just the most stereotypical sorority bullshit happening. Mm-hmm. And him just suddenly becoming the hero of, you know, 
I, it's, I wouldn't even say sorry, stereotypical like would imply this that any of this it's, no, it's like happened. wild fantasy yeah. like it's what every dude yeah, house forum a, yeah yeah, yeah what, it's like beer beer commercial yes. fantasy yes it's just things yeah, that's, that's scandalous really, cla- lingerie twister and just you know all kind just a pillow fight breaks out yeah which, you know at one point there is just a full frame ass just giant ass in the entire widescreen frame of this mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm <laughs> and there's, you know, of course, like under boob because someone's changing a light bulb and then she mm-hmm. falls in his arms and he's like, oh, maybe I did die of the explosion. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is all right, this is where he gets a phone call. I don't know how they have the number or what. Uh, or no, he no, calls, he into calls her. And, they, right. and the guys who killed the koala right. have been waiting there. Yeah, right. And she's just like, I, she doesn't like ever say I'm in trouble or anything. So like Andrew Ice Clay is like, everything's great. This is awesome. Yeah, he, he's here. like, I'm here with this. Uh, and she's like, sorority house mm-hmm. um, they're gonna make me a sister or something and she's like i can't talk and he's and, like okay fine i'll talk to you later i got business oh yeah. and, and hangs up now they basically like try to interrogate her for we still don't really even know what the hell they're looking for i think maybe one of the CZ- cds has shown up maybe at this point yeah. in the movie zuzu had it the entire time okay she, ga- she gave it to there, there's a cd that when they try to play it it just plays a bunch of beeps and boops and she's like <laughs> oh it's a computer cd because that's yeah. how this works yeah. unix i know this yeah yep. Um, so I think now Lauren Holly has one of them and is like hidden it or something like that. Something I, like I that. don't know. It doesn't really matter, but they straight up pick her up and throw her through a plate glass window onto the street. Yes. Essentially in a real movie, killing her pretty yes. much. She's Horrific. on the second floor. As she says later, she pretty much should be dead. Um, well, I don't know about that, but yeah. Yeah. Fucked up. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's just like, oh, and then it cuts <laughs> and it's like, that's, uh, that's wow. Okay. Yeah, so they, I mean, at this point, I'm like they've they've hung, they've hanged a koala bear and koala. and thrown her through a plate glass window. And I'm like, well, this is Ministry. this has gone weird. <laughs> it's strange bits of darkness. It's like, uh, hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, like Hudson Hawk, yeah. So they're going to like that in this. sorority him into their sorority, whatever. They they put on robes and put bras on their heads and they do mm-hmm. the you know the chanting they just chanting bullshit juju bees ford fair lane zuzu's pedals just mm-hmm. all the just <laughs> chanting bullshit like to see zuzu's pedals. <laughs> oh and it's and something happens where he's like i, I gotta go something do things because there's up. like stuff outside oh happening. the the couple of dirt the dirt bags that were holding her hostage yeah are coming on the motorcycles right so he sneaks out or he yeah. runs out and sneaks over to uh, the Corvette of some guys who had jilted him. Yeah, he launches earlier. a car at them, and yeah, and they're just like, "Well, that's unfortunate." Well, we'll so go. they grenade his car, and then they go. Yeah, they just leave. They leave. They have mm-hmm. guns, but they leave. They leave, and then somehow Lauren Holly just walks up, straggles up down the street. Just, well, like limping, like well, sure, like, like she, yes, but how? It, whatever. She shows yeah. up, and Fairlane is just basically like, "Oh, sit down, and you hurt. Let me feel you up." While she's like bleeding profusely and yeah. saying she's been thrown out of a second story window, he's feeling her up. Yep. Fuck you. I, w- I was never on your side to begin with, but if it, if I ever was at this point, fuck you. Yep. You're a hey. piece of shit for Fairlane. Fairlane. What, what do you expect? <laughs> it was this, not the baby birding or no, the no, dead No, no, I'm saying I was never on his okay, side, I'm but just I'm saying, just saying if I ever was Somebody at this could point, be in a state of dying. <laughs> Yes. Needing medical attention. Someone could have been dead earlier. And he's feeling her up. I know. It's yeah. it's just yeah. it like the the, the food the baby birding scumbag. was gross. This is just deplorable. Scumbag. It's like if that is even played for humor, fuck everyone involved with that. I mean, how just how yep. dare all of you. Yep. yep. Anyway. 
Oh, sorry. And I that's too and outraged. On yeah. a, no, but honestly, it's like it's the kind of humor that like like it's not even like you can be like, oh, well, that was just a product of the times. It's like, no, no, that's that a shit has never been funny to anybody ever. Right. There was a limited window where his misogynistic bullshit was super popular and then people were like wait no that's gross yeah wait we're we're gross people we're terrible people maybe we should not <laughs> what is do wrong that. with us yeah so but luckily this is on film for all time so we can look back and go wow yeah as a society thank god we <laughs> survived so, so anyway yeah he, he tries to feel her up she's like no stop and is that <laughs> when he basically just goes to wayne newton's Kind of record company. He's like, yeah, like, fuck it. Let's well, because the, the the girl is like, oh, I've got a CD, too. Also with the number mm-hmm. on it, because they had CD number with a number two on it. Mm-hmm. And Zuzu Pedals is like, oh, I have one that has one on it. Mm-hmm. It's new wave and modern. and It's got a bunch of buzzing sounds. and It's great. So then they're like, oh, OK, maybe there's something up here. Yeah, I want to say there's one more meeting with uh, Wayne Newton where he's just like, I need all three. Go and find me that or I will kill you kind of thing. Isn't that where he's like in the office or whatever? He's threatening him or something. I, I'm pretty sure that's he just goes there. Yeah. He, yeah. Exactly. Well, he goes to confront Priscilla Presley, who, you know, right. That's what it is. He's she, like, he's uh, he's he thinks he's got it all figured out. He thinks it's it's her. Yeah. And he goes to confront her and Wayne Newton and her cronies are there. His cronies are there and they just straight up murder Priscilla Presley. Yep. And he's Wayne like, Newton murders her. Yes. Yeah. With with a gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the office. Like you do. Yeah. Yes. A fully clothed gun. Yes. And uh, so then he's like, oh, well, I guess it's Wayne Newton then. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, it's just basically, it's, God, it's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, it's, well, he's like, Ford, okay, all right, give me all three CDs. He's like, oh, three? Huh, well. Uh, yeah, well, uh. We only had two. I don't so. know. And, and he doesn't threaten violence on him. He doesn't threaten violence on Zuzu. Mm-mm. He threatens violence on Ford Fairlane's guitar. Which was once to Jimi which, Hendrix's guitar. Yes, which was Jimi Hendrix's guitar, to which he loses his shit. Yeah. Over this, because, you know, he wasn't a big enough piece of garbage already. He's like, apparently the only thing on earth that he cares about is this guitar. Yep. Which they eventually throw out a window, so fine, whatever. Yep. And Robert Englund shows up there, too, to... Yep, still alive, just just fine. Yeah, because he yeah. is this keeps... where is this where they were in the Capitol Records building? Yes. yes. Okay, so the, yeah, they go through this. Whole, I mean, just to skip ahead, they go through this whole long convoluted thing of escaping by going down level by level through the. You know, if you ever seen it, it's an odd, kind of an oddly shaped building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a stack of records, and so they well, kind of like he runs up to the roof. They yeah, do. Well, it's dumb. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, oh shit, I'm on the roof of the Capitol well, building. What the fuck? Because she she oh, did she made the right move. Yeah. She tried to run down the he's stairs. Like, no, no, let's go up here because he yeah, thought was about he was going to gonna run up and then run down the fire escape. Yeah, I was about to say he probably might not have known where they, they were, but he totally knew where they were. Yeah, he went there. Yeah, he went there. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's an idiot. Yeah, which he is, is not well, breaking news. Of course. Right. But yeah, so they, there's a whole long thing where again, like, the, well, the guitar gets broken, which fuck up, we don't care. Uh, Robert England apparently looks like he falls to his death through a piano mm-hmm. again. Through a piano. Um, yeah. They throw something goes through the middle of a tour bus and everyone's just like, what? Oh, it's just another one of the, guy, other, henchmen, one of the yeah. other henchmen. And everyone's just like, oh, look, weird things happen in Hollywood. That's uh, crazy. <laughs> but anyway, no. they eventually get away. Um. Well, they eventually. Well, they get down to the bottom of of the, and they're on Hollywood Boulevard. They fall. Well, they fall a from a lot. 
Okay, well, they yes, more than the, they should for surviving. Yes, because there's that whole dumb sequence of them spinning around yeah. and oh, whatever, yeah. screaming, and he goes, "Oh, my hair!" Yeah. But yes, they survived because whatever, fine, they do. And then basically, they just look down on the or she looks down on the ground and she's like, "Hey, isn't this your friend?" Mm-hmm. And it's Art Mooney, which again still means fuck all to the movie, except for hey, he's got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yep, and it's a. It's a music one, so it's a record, and it opens up, and there's the third CD. Hooray! Great, they've got the thing. This is all solved, apparently. So they, I don't know, there's a quick scene where they go and they copy all this, and they listen, they decode what it is, and it's basically Wayne Newton who runs this record company. This is the plot of the fucking movie. I'm going to, this is so stupid. Okay, spoilers. Um, (laughs) I'm just, now that I'm about to say it, I'm realizing how fucking stupid this is. Uh Wayne Newton, who is the head of a record company, Basically has a dummy corporation, uh, uh, like something, something African condoms or something like that. It's like it's like Zimbabwe condom company or something like that. Some dumb shit. Okay. And it's a front for he's basically pirating his own music and selling it at 100% profit instead of the somewhat pr- profit that he's already making. Yeah, instead of the set. 98% that record companies get right, anyway. Right. Yeah. Because, you know. Why pay them anything when you can pay them nothing? So that's the plot. And these three CDs are basically the financial records of that, right. I guess. But also, he's murdering these artists so that their record sales go up. Yeah, that too. Yeah. So he, it's twofold. It's sell the It actually kind of makes sense. Wayne Newton killed... Oh, sure. Yes, it totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Wayne Newton killed Kurt Cobain. Might have. I think that was Courtney Love. But... <gasps> um... No, he didn't kill Courtney Love. She's still alive. Yeah. Um... Is she... <laughs> So they go to this event. There's supposed to be an event now. He's got all three CDs in hand with a copy mm. uh, where they're debuting the teen idol Richard Marks kid. Yep. And basically they do this whole convoluted thing where like they get Wayne Newton backstage because he's like flashing the CDs at him like, ah, what I got. And basically get him to confess everything while they're hiding it. They hide a microphone, which really not even hide a microphone. Standing like, behind him like with a microphone. Zuzu microphone or whatever comes up behind him. <laughs> And it's like holding a microphone right behind him. And yeah. it's like, hey, just, you know, don't mind me. I'm just going to record everything you say so that everyone can hear. And yep. haha, you just spilled your entire evil plan and watch as we, you know, have a, you know, he does the typical like, oh, I'm going to go crazy, but everyone's watching me. Oh, fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. Scorched mm-hmm. earth. And, you know, try to shoot everybody. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He gets taken out. Now, Speaking I guess, of well, Scorched Earth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was Chekhov's gonna... milkshake shows <laughs> yes. back up. Yes. The uh, Sambuca milkshake. They. Yep. I don't know why his compatriots were like, let's go to the bar and have some stupidly made milkshakes. Cause that seems like a good time to do this in the midst of all this going down. Yeah. But I guess good thing they do because also crazy guy who was stalking the ladies came back and saved uh, Lauren Holly, who didn't need any saving at all. She no, was she was kicking it. ass. She yeah. was Chuck Norris in that guy. Yeah. Which I don't know. Also kicks. again, why the fuck they left her behind? They were just like, ah, deal with him. Bye. Yeah. Cause like there was one of henchmen that was, she about- can handle it. Yeah, and I, also because she, he's a giant piece of shit. That yes. too. Yeah. But anyway, so there are two of them. They throw Andrew Rice Clay a milkshake. He dumps it all over Wayne Newton and takes a cigarette. And is like, oh, you're fired. You're fired. And then he literally yeah. burns to death. Yes. Yep. Burning man. While the crowd is like, <laughs> all right. Huh, well, that's interesting. I've seen that in L.A. three or four times mm-hmm. now. Let's go back to what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Like no one is running in terror that the record executive who was just threatening everyone with a gun has been lit on well, fire. Greg White hadn't happened yet. They that's didn't... true. No one knew. No one knew. Mm-hmm. No, you don't know the protocol to get no, the right. fuck out. <laughs> I mean, it smelled delicious. Right now they were just they were just once bitten, <laughs> twice shy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So then he goes home. Yeah. And Robert Englund, still alive, is there. Uh huh. 
Didn't he like knock on the door or something? Or did he just... there's no door. I think he's, he's just there. He just walks he, in. Yeah, he's, he's just wandering on the front the of his yeah, okay. yeah, his burnt down house. Yeah. And, yeah. and Robert Englund's like, "All right, now I get to kill you." And he's like, "Unfucking believable." <laughs> oh, shittiest also, fucking day ever. Also, Robert England has the Fred Flintstone ring on, so he's like, "Oh God damn it, this psychopath is that kid's dad." Mm-hmm. So, that, okay, so he found that out while they were climbing down oh, the sure, Capitol whatever. building. Which, what, for half a second, it was she's yelling at him to pitch him off the building. He's like, I can't because he's the kid's dad and I don't want to do I don't know. I'm so conflicted. It's like for half a second, it was like, this is kind of this is another thing the writer came up with. This has had nothing to do with Dice Clay. But mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, Not he basically enough. like challenges his manhood and is like, throw the gun down. He's like, I can't believe you threw the gun down. Bang. Because <laughs> he's got this stupid, you know, Travis Bickle gun yeah. thing in, in his arm that's never worked yeah and now of course it works because right. you know movie <laughs> he mm. murders him with the weird surround sound fart noises that come out of this God. gun <laughs> i think it blew out one speaker in the room yeah. somehow just see that's how you can get this return to amazon yeah the sound, yeah. Defective. sound was defective yeah, i think you sent me a poo ray <laughs> <laughs> poo ray <laughs> i get it <laughs> So that movie was a giant uh, yeah, piece so, of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, so he kills him. He finds out. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, he, Robert England killed the guy's dad. Yeah, he yeah. killed Confesses. the kid's dad. Stole the ring because you know stole the ring. Paternity, still. Yep. So yeah, he does this whole dumb thing. He finds the kid on the beach. He's like, "I'm your kid. I'm your dad, kid. I'm <laughs> your dad." <laughs> Isn't that a weird twist? Oh, he's like, "What are you? The fuck are you talking about, Andrew Dice Clay?" And he's like, "All right, fine. I got some good news and some bad news." Bad news is your dad's dead, but the good news is oh, yeah, well, he wanted me to be your dad yeah. or something like that. Ah. Let's bump rings. Yeah. Wonder <laughs> Twin Powers activate. Which has a little effect that accompanies yeah. a little ding. Yeah. And then, you know, he's like, oh. Form well. of an asshole. <laughs> Form of a smaller asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Lauren, for, Lauren Holly shows up for no goddamn no reason. good Wearing reason. the stupidest goddamn thing I think I've ever seen in a mo- <laughs> anyone in a movie wear. Well, it's, except for Andrew Dice Clay and his face. It's like she parachuted in and was still strapped up. Like, like yeah, it's, it was like she was wearing like a, like a pseudo football jersey and then these pants that were like, yeah, it was like she was actually somehow looked like they she had was suspenders. Still, they were brown. Like they still look like they were, she was hanging from the tree somehow. Yeah. Yes. Like, like, like they were up inside of her forcible crotch thing <laughs> happening where it's just like, how did you move in this? It looks so uncomfortable. Yeah. It's awkward. But, and, yeah, then basically it's just like, I know I've been an asshole, but, you know, I'm just I'm tired of all the pretty girls and the good times <laughs> and everything like that. I just want you. I just want you. And she's like, uh. Thanks. So I'm ugly and boring. <laughs> yes. 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 He's like, I love you. Hey, I'm she's a like, good guy. I don't like the words coming out of your mouth, but I like the tone, which so, I think she meant. She liked Tone Loku is also in this movie. Briefly, I think there's yeah. a secret hidden meaning in this. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. That, that, yeah. that Ford Fairlane Two is going to be Tone Loku and Lauren Holly. Oh, yeah, I watched that. She also said, "If you're going to kiss me, don't baby bird me this time." Right? Yes. Yeah. Please do not. And then, and yeah, and then, then the phone on the beach starts ringing, <sighs> and then we have uh, Chekhov's radio contest. Yeah, yeah, because everyone that answers the phone in this in this universe answers it with K dirt. I want pay dirt or something. Yeah, and which is like the radio contest thing. If they happen to call you, which was Gilbert Gottfried's thing. Yeah, and he win a million bucks. Of course, he does that, and they're like, "Hey, you won the million dollar thing." He's like, "Oh, fucking a! Oh, look at me!" (laughs) He's like, "Oh shit, I won!" He's like, "You can't say shit on the radio. I said shit on the radio. Oh god." Yeah, and then they're on a boat, and the call is back. (laughs) Yeah, which Andrew Dice Clay looks at the camera and says, you didn't think we were really going to kill a koala, do you? 
Yeah, and the uh, koala is wearing a neck brace. <laughs> mm-hmm. And doesn't it doesn't and, it have a fruity drink? It does. So it they does. pan over because at first it's just him and the kid, like with sunglasses on, kicking. Or no, it's him and Lauren Holly, and they pan over and you see the kid. And, and then panning. they pan over, and the fucking koala is to the right of the Heck kid. Koala. We're like, wait, what? Did they buy another koala? Yeah. Why would they do that? <laughs> nope. Same koala. Yeah. It's like you didn't think we'd really kill this koala bear, would you? Oh. Oh. And yep. he says some bullshit and. And then we finally are released from the madness of this movie. Yep. Bye. Um, Whale. Yep. Yep. Uh, no Star Groves. Nope. No Instant nope. Awards. Nope. But you know what? All the bags. Five of them. <laughs> wow. Right. Fuck this movie forever. <laughs> I could have saved us an hour and just said that at the beginning. You did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, we still yeah, wanted to yeah, talk you about did. it. Um, we all wanted to go, oh, oh, a bunch of fucking times. Yeah. I, people need to understand how bad this movie is. I, I, I've always, you, I've never seen this movie in my life. Okay. I've always had this notion of like, there's no way I can watch this movie because fuck Andrew Dice Clay. Right. Forever. Yes. And I was like, I just kind of, I thought I had this inkling, this notion of how bad this movie could be. And I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, I was, I, I, I underestimated how bad this movie could be. This movie just went way past all of my expectations of how bad it could be. And then kept going. We turned on this movie instantly. Oh, as well. In the first three minutes. The first thing he says, whatever it was, was just like, fuck you. Yeah. It never recovered. Nope. (laughs) Okay. I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm also giving it five bags. I do want to say that Ed O'Neill in this is interesting, but he's only in it for about two minutes, so it's not enough to say that um, Andrew Dice Clay does get punched in the dick at one point. Twice. Okay. It is not hard enough to make it worthwhile, Mm -hmm. so fuck everything like, about this movie if you could combine fist of the north star with that dick punch yeah and like he exploded from the crotch out that would be pretty I, good I, that might be different but. yeah theater rex is a is a better character than ford fairlane mm-hmm. and that is saying something profound for us yep five bags edward and jacob are better than ford fairlane i ha- i i almost wanted to argue on you on that and then i realized i have no argument against that mm-hmm yeah, he, he's a complete shitbird. I would rather, yeah, I would rather have Sparkly Vampire watch me sleep than spend five minutes with fucking Ford Fairlane. Yep. He could watch me yeah. every night for the rest of my life. That would be hell. <laughs> I, I don't care. No, I'm saying Ford Fairlane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Watching Ford me Fair, yeah, yeah. at any point would be hell. Hey! <laughs> gone to sleep over there! Oh! You seen my dick? Yeah, careful, I'll fuck you! Oh! Yeah, I'm not gay, but I'll fuck you! <laughs> Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to have the wet dream for you. Oh, <laughs> no. oh, no, please, <laughs> please just give your ratings. <laughs> no more of that ever. Oh, <laughs> oh, Mackie, no. did you? I have not gone yet. Go for it. I'm going four bags for one reason. Oh, dear. What? Koala in the neck brace. Koala. <laughs> Koala in the neck brace. I'm just gonna say in the next week you're gonna regret that. I know. Okay. I'm just. You, I, if you if you I would want like a to chance give you a to chance. correct yourself, yeah. I would like to give you a chance now to revise your rating. Okay. Fine. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was just hoping you guys would react more vehemently to me saying four. Be no, like, no, me. you internet like this? What the fuck? But no, I was gonna go with you. I think if you've got a reason, but I'm just saying, in a week you were gonna feel bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I have to take the long view on this one, but okay. yeah, I do like Koala in a neck brace, but it's still five bags. 
Just like I, just like we have five jocks movies where there's things I don't like in them. I, there can be a five there, bags movie where there's things I actually like. There in are there are some things that that are appreciable in this movie. Um, how flagrantly it abuses all of our senses and good taste, however, uh, earns it the coveted brown bags uh, or something. I don't know. Uh, this does earn uh, five bags. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, movie. You are... No, don't apologize to this movie. Fuck <sighs> this movie. No, no. Yeah. Apologize to us in the room. I, I'm sorry, world, that, that this movie exists. <laughs> I will put one caveat on it and that this is a movie that I want to watch other people watch. <laughs> do you does not that, like these Does people? that also mean you have to watch it again? Or do you just want to like have a... Like a Webcam. Like, a, <laughs> like Ludovico yeah. them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you have to watch it. You can't. Or you're gonna have like like the like the game show like soundproof room that you can watch them and not any of the movie. Yeah. Right, right. Well, I mean, <laughs> you might occasionally catch a reflection in their eyes mm. as they go glassy. Right. Uh, unfortunately, like I think I'd have to be there just to be like, ha, 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 ha. see how bad this is. Ha, ha. Yeah, you're dumb for being friends with me. Um, <laughs> but it, it's one of those where I where I really do want to see people react in real time to it and just. There are a lot of good jokes to be made from it as well. So kids yeah, react it, to Ford fairly. This BJ is the worst thing in the world. I hate everything now. It is. I'm throwing myself off a building. It is genuinely like as bad as you've heard. Yeah, yeah. It, it's amazingly bad and it amazingly like just unfunny, mm-hmm. like aggressively unfunny throughout. Yes. I, I really don't want to talk about this movie more, but I mean, I I, I want to s- draw a line and say, Hudson Hawk, this is not. Oh, no. no. I, don't, I don't like Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk is a fucking brilliant yes, film compared to this. I agree with this. that. Right. I, like, like I, I just, you can tell the similarities there. Yeah. There, There is a specific tone there, that they both have that this one doesn't know how to pull off. There, there's, it's, it's that whole, like, there's this whole, like, faux Shane Black thing going on with all the writing where it's like, yeah, I'm pretty clever and I can do this. But it's like when you're not, you're just a pale imitation and you're just trying to write somebody else's words and none of it works. Mm -hmm. That's how both of those feel to me. I I would say it's more. I mean, they're both they're both movies without an audience because they have that like live action cartoon with incredibly awful R rated language. Yeah. Yeah. But the difference is, is like. Hudson Hawk is born in the same cloth as Heather's. You know, it's the same director. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of the same, you know, kind of twisted views on the world kind of thing. And like, this is just, I mean, maybe there's like, there's the tiniest thread. I mean, we did say similar cloth, but this guy also wrote Heather's. Huh? This guy also wrote Heather's. Well, the, again, wh- there's like, there's <laughs> six fucking screenwriters on this movie. No, I know. The main one, Daniel Waters. Yeah. Who's, who's like Demolition Man and all, the, and all these things. Yeah. He, yeah. He also wrote Heather's. Yeah, I'm just saying there are there are there are things in this. I mean, obviously, this one was you cannot tell me this was not heavily rewritten by Andrew Dice Clay. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I can't believe he didn't get a writing credit right. because it's so, so clearly just him doing his right. Shtick. And that's what I mean. I mean, maybe somewhere there is a thread of movie that would be watchable in this were not for him and everything else. But yeah. just yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But there's so much so much better intentions in Hudson Hawk. Like there's never to the anything in the degree of just the awfulness to, towards other people at, that there is in this. I, I would say both movies are heavily influenced by their star. But I think Bruce Willis just has a mm-hmm. different charisma about him, and that carried that movie in a different tonal way. Yeah. Um, but they, they and it just wasn't constantly about dicking everyone well, over. Yes, yet. exactly. Yeah. 
literally. Anyway. Yeah, like like I said, I don't want to. I didn't. I didn't want to get off on some diatribe. We've talked about this way more than we probably should have. I mean, it, people yeah. need to know. <laughs> yeah, I, I I will save some opinions I have for uh, some other time, which will be never because we'll never talk about this movie again. <laughs> I mean, if if it's concise, like go for it. I'm just... I don't have a way to make it concise, right. so I'm going to save it. I just I, there are some I can see parallels between like this and Hudson Hawk, and also uh, Fifth Element. Okay, for, <laughs> just and and the way that those sort of a melange of those two characters could play this movie such an incredibly charming way and make it an actual enjoyable movie. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's second half it, shall we? We shall. All right, welcome back. Hey, hey second half, oh. second half time. Hey, 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 hey. how's well, it going I'm, over there, Chuck? I'm good. Yeah, cool. I'm Chuck's refreshed. Fine. Took a break. He's fine. I feel yeah. better. I feel better. Yeah. I purged that movie from my body. Get me in. Mm-hmm. So, what do we do? How does this work? Um, do you want to go ahead and tell your story before we just delve into a? pit of craziness yeah well in the second half generally we talk about things that we have seen okay oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, you yeah, saw yeah, something yeah. so i did see something i want to know what and it is. i am going to tell you, you all had about a vision it. um do you guys remember a little film that got a little bit of traction at some point several years ago called the room oh yeah by an oh. artisan an artiste an auteur we reviewed that in our first year of this show we did the room the room i remember Remember Tommy Wiseau? Yeah. He still looks on film, on that same film, as frightening as he did before. I would imagine that's probably how it works. Mm -hmm. Uh, Moment in time. (laughs) um, Instead of going to see Age of Ultron last Thursday, um, I got together with a couple friends of mine and a friend of theirs and forced them to watch The Room. And it is every bit... like. Nowadays, it's like weird and quirky, like at least in in my mind's eye before I watch it. It's like weird and quirky and it's kind of fun to watch. No, that's still incredibly uncomfortable to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, It is eerie and bizarre and (laughs) makes your skin crawl a little bit. And especially if you're in a room with other people like... Like the room? Yes. It's almost hard to have fun with it because of how icky it is. It's gross. And he is a gross-looking man. It's such a it's such a bizarre experience to watch it with people. Like, so were they primed for any of it? Like, did they have any idea what happens in it? They had any some of... idea of how bad it was, but okay. they didn't but they know didn't. the so, plot. So they could have like the same reaction we had. We're just like waiting for that other shoe to drop, where he just goes psychotic at the end or whatever. Right. There was no prep for that. Something to happen. Right. There was no. There was no. Um, there was no prep for it. They had okay. no idea that it, that anything, like they just knew it was weird and it was shot by this weird guy who looks like, uh, he looks like he's made out of decaying putty and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah, and I loved him on Star Trek. Yeah, he was great. Um, 
So it was it was such a weird George decaying putty. Is that the joke <laughs> you were making? You're a weird <laughs> motherfucker. You know that? I was just I'm... a mixture. It sounded like all the actors from Star Trek. Decaying I have no idea putty. what you people are talking about. DeForest um, Kelly decaying yeah, right. putty. And you guys uh, remember that's all. That's all. Yeah. You guys remember special guest Tobias? Of course. Uh-huh. That he he and his wife, uh, or who I made watch that. So oh, uh, <laughs> because I I don't apparently don't like my friends. So hmm. uh, apparently not. You want to show them Ford Fairlane and chase them all away. I kind of want to show them That's... this too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, can can we just get a list of all your friends and just say BJ doesn't want to be friends with you anymore? <laughs> yeah. Right. Don't watch Ford Fairlane. So okay, the this end. was an awkward experience, but how, I mean, like. Was there enjoyment to be had, or was everyone just sort of like, eh? <laughs> it was half and half okay. because you know how that movie is. I like, do. there's a lot of, there's 30 minutes of awkward uh, stomach fucking. Um, <laughs> I bet you didn't remember that. Oh, uh, I remember that. Yeah. Um, where either uh, Johnny or Mark is fucking Lisa's <laughs> stomach. Yes. For several awkward minutes but mm-hmm. so that's that's weird um you can still make some jokes out of that uh and but invite denny in to come in <laughs> right yeah here uh, three's a crowd denny three's a denny. crowd denny <laughs> um so you get a lot you also get a lot of practice doing the voice <laughs> um but it, it it's just such an awkward experience like i I don't want to watch it in a small setting anymore. Like, if I watch that movie again, it's got to be in a, like, in a theater or yeah. in a room with. It has to be a group. Experience. Many people, yes. a large group experience, and it needs to be peppered with people who have seen it before. Four people with one person who's seen it before yeah, is not dangerous. Not good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so after all of the awkwardness and weirdness that was the room, uh, we cleansed our palates with Megaforce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Because nothing's yeah. not deeds. No, right. Deeds, not words. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Deeds, not words. Yeah. Oh, we're the words, not deeds. That's okay. our That's, that's our yeah. Yeah. tagline. Um, but <laughs> if, you, if you ever need a, a just a, a good pick-me-up palate cleansing, rip-roaring good time, Megaforce is your is your deal. Stunts! Oh, yeah. Stunts. So many all. stunts. All the stunts. God, that flying helicopter. That flying... Motorcycle, 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 helicopter yeah. thing, whatever the fuck it was. His motorcycle just flew through the air. And does he just does roll. that barrel roll. <laughs> when he lands. And he's and, so excited oh, about man, everything. He makes it into that aircraft carrier or whatever. All the guys just surround uh, him. He's like, fuck yeah. Woo! And he gives the head shake <laughs> yep. and like the hair goes. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yep. Yep. So, so good. My, I still think that's National my favorite treasure. animated it's GIF of all time. pretty great animated GIF. Yeah. National treasure. Yeah. So. That's that's what I did with my Thursday, and I'm happy I did it. That sounds it pretty good. good. We're happy you did it. Mm-hmm. Now you guys can talk about Ultron for an hour while I yeah we rest did up something. What's an Ultron else in a theater on a Thursday? <laughs> Some of us. Yeah, I waited a few days. But yeah, I got to see it. I got there eventually. Yeah, yeah, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Avengers. Hey, you know that little, thing you're probably sick yeah. of hearing about. Yeah, so, little indie movie. Let's, that let's keep it somewhat it, brief. It's been talked their hot about take on to death. Yeah, what'd you guys uh, think? I feel like the internet's already beaten my, beat my opinion out of me. Like it hasn't changed. Okay, like, I just don't feel like I want to express it. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Well, I haven't heard <laughs> it. Why don't you talk to me? Well, I, uh, all right. So I mean, first off. Bottom line, I enjoyed the movie. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> I know there's been lots of debate, and I don't know if it matters, but everyone's like, oh, better, worse than blah, you know, fill in blank. Sure. I mean, 
to be fair to me, the only thing it can directly compare to is Avengers 1. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the only time you have the full ingredients, so to speak, of actual Joss Whedon directing and all these people showing up together mm-hmm. and all, you know, all of that. Um, I think in many ways it's a better movie than Avengers 1. I just don't think I enjoyed it as much as Avengers 1, if that makes any sense. Like, I, I just think there's like, there's so many things happening in this movie that it's done well, but I think just the initial, oh my God, this is happening in the first one was not for me directly. I didn't have that same feeling this the second go round. It was like, yeah, of course this is happening. I definitely agree with the second half of your statement that I think that the first one is more fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this one is a better movie. I don't think so. Um, I I enjoyed it, yes, but I think it also has a lot of problems that, I mean, the, the Avengers 1 didn't seem to have on watching it and then rewatching it. Rewatching Avengers 1 was like, all right, yeah, it's kind of the middle section's a little weird, but then you get to, all right, aliens are attacking New York. This is fucking awesome. Everything about this is great. The Hulk going nuts is awesome. You know, there's like awesome thing after awesome thing after awesome thing. And this has shades of that, but I don't know. It, I like it, but it's definitely not amongst my favorite Marvel movies. I can tell you that right now. I think they try to do too much throughout the movie. Like, like there's just too much going on. And, you know, the... The the issue that I'm having now with the Marvel movies is all the other ones are the regular season episodes and the Avengers movie is the season finale. And yes, you have the season finale where everything gets resolved and, you know, you cleared everything up. You got everything in one place and then but you have to be setting up for the next thing and the next thing. So it never quite feels like you've got this complete loop. Whereas the first one felt like, all right, finished it up. Now we're good. You know, like it, there feels like a definite ending to it where this one doesn't really feel that way at all. And there are just there. Are, I have a lot of problems with stuff in the second half of this movie. The thing is, like, like I like so much of this, like, like the filmmaking is sound in this in that, you know, I mean, I it feels more like a big movie. Like Whedon has a much better sense of scale in this one and knows when to pull way back and show like everything that's going on mm-hmm. and and. Even though some of those long takes are neat, they're a little bit CG, but oh. the way that they get, it, like, the, the stuff they set up in them is yeah. still cool, but, like, there's still cool things happening. It's not just like, all right, well, here's this tracking shot that's cool. You know, it's, there's still awesome things, and I think they do a good job of juggling everyone and giving everyone moments that they needed to have in the movie, and I, for one, don't, didn't mind the Black Widow Bruce Banner stuff at all. Like I thought it was fine. Yeah. And you know, which, which seems to be what the internet is losing their collective shit over, which is kind of a shame. That was a surprise to me to hear about it. And I thought like, why didn't anybody like, it's not hinted at in the first one. That's for sure. It's not, I don't, and is it's it not hinted hint- at anywhere it's else other than this movie? So it I, just that's shows kind of a spoiler, up in this movie. I guess, that people just were like, Hey, <sighs> It's, I mean, it's not, it's, it's happening, just a thing that happens. It's just a thing that happens. And they mentioned some things that happened in, you know, the, the, the first movie and everything. And it's like, yeah, okay. I can kind of see that you're kind of retconning it a little bit and mm-hmm. that's fine. But I mean, it's not 
the huge to-do that everyone seems to be making it out to be. It's certainly not the controversial thing it's, people are making it out to be. It's okay. just it's just a, a thing that is giving some people more things to do in a movie when they have to have quiet spots, which this movie has. And mm-hmm. some of them are really great. I mean, usually in movies like this, you get to a quiet spot and it's just like, oh, God, what? They're just going to babble about nothing and we just have to wait to get to the next thing. But... I you know I mean I had some 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 qualms about the first Avengers movie and yeah. again for people listening I have no ties to Marvel anything I've watched the movies and I like them all to some varying degree mm-hmm. um I think this is better than the first Avengers movie as just a motion picture because and it took me a little while to figure out exactly what it was but at first it was like my my main thing about the first movie was that a lot of it was very familiar. It was just Loki kind of be like, well, I'm going to rule you now and time to rule. And it's like, okay, I've seen this, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, I'm going to get captured because that's part of my plan. It's yeah, seen that. I, okay. This has happened. I, mm-hmm. I know all these things. Um, this one to me had a villain that was more interesting, mainly because it's Spader and James Spader is fucking awesome in this. He is so good in this. Yeah, I, I honestly was not expecting Ultron to be the way he is in this movie yeah. at all. Yeah. Like, I I did not expect the sarcasm that comes throughout, where it's basically like he's a version of Tony Stark. Yeah. You know, and, but, I, I was not... But then that ex- which kind makes of makes sense. sense. Yeah, because yeah, which of, makes total sense. Yeah. But I was not expecting it at all. But it was like, it let Spader really cut loose. Yes. I was going to say, if you... If you're hiring James Spader for your whatever, you have to have some serious snarkasm dialed up for oh, him. Oh otherwise you're otherwise you're just wasting him. Yeah. But I mean they they hired him for a reason and he does what they hired him to do and it's it's fantastic. I I, I don't know. I mean not trying to defend one or the other. I still think Loki's a slightly better villain. Okay. I, I just thought the whole I don't know. I guess maybe it's just because it's like, you know, actual human actor. I mean it, mm-hmm. sure I, I get that <laughs> but I, I just think the whole Ultron arc in this movie is fascinating to me like the the way that the character shows up at the yeah. party that they're in and the whole like what's happening what is this I, I just that whole thing is more interesting to me than Loki's a guy who was in that Thor movie and now he's here mm-hmm. I, I'm not again I'm not shitting yeah. on the first Avengers movie well, which is what everyone says when I say anything <laughs> about it but it, it, that when that like Spader and that character for me helped elevate this movie a, mm-hmm. a lot and then the other thing that I thought it, it took me. This was the thing that took me a while to nail down, which was basically, I don't like the shield stuff, like the the shield stuff in the first Avengers and the shield stuff in Winter Soldier. I think that's what kind of pulls me out of those movies a little bit because mm-hmm. it's this kind of just huge bureaucracy of bullshit, and it 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 grounds these movies in a way that I don't want them grounded. It just makes them seem like this kind of government branch of things and it's like mm-hmm. i understand the reality of it and i understand why it kind of makes sense but it's all just kind of paper pushing bullshit and i i appreciate that's going on behind the scenes and i kind of appreciate that there's a show about it that i don't watch but I, mm. it, it's great that that exists but the the stripped down stuff in the avengers 2 was a lot more satisfying to me because it was just like you know here we come to save the day kind of mm-hmm. stuff and it, it it's I, that that to me is what I wanted out of this, and 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 it, it it made the second half of this movie to me better because it didn't have to deal with the weight of all of that other stuff that had been happening in the yeah. other movies up to that point. Um, any like 
problems that I had with this, and they are so minimal that it didn't affect my rating at all. I gave it five stars. I thought it was just fantastic. Um, is that because there are so many characters, you do have a couple who just kind of drift off, and it's like, well, what is, what's that guy doing? And and it's really Thor who vanishes for a long period yeah. of time, who's kind of given something interesting to do. You just don't get to see it. And what they do show, it's like, it's so fast. It's like, what's hap- what is happening here? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, that leads to this. Okay, I guess that made sense. But you kind of want more of that. And I was talking to you about it, Harlow, because I was like, is this setting up some future movie? Yes. And they left a lot of it out. I don't understand what I'm missing here. There's already stuff coming out that he wanted to cut that scene and... Yeah, the Marvel I mean, higher ups yeah. said it had to be in there because it ties into stuff later. And on. I've been reading that stuff too, and just yeah. the the weird ass struggle they had in the editing room about what he wanted and what they wanted and the weird deals they were making. Mm-hmm. Like you have to get rid of this if you want this, and yeah, and it's kind of shocking what they were willing to cut from to keep that, which is really odd. Yeah, the, Marvel saying they kind of didn't want the quote unquote farm stuff in the movie. Mm-hmm really bothered me because I think my favorite line in the movie is in there mm-hmm. when one of the characters says, you know, I support your avenging, which to me is something I'm now <laughs> saying to my wife all the time. <laughs> like whatever activity is, is like, well, you know, I support your avenging. So it's like all the time I'm saying that now that was, the, that was my favorite line in the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, it's, it's really great. I, I don't understand the, the weird backlash this thing is getting. I think obviously hype, you know, it, it happened to kind of Furious 7 where it's like we were expecting the best thing ever. Yeah, us to more a degree than the general public. But I think this is one of those where like it felt like everybody was like, all right, we loved Avengers 1. It was the most it was the highest grossing movie that year. Second highest grossing movie of all time, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, all right, this one's better. Yeah, this one's kind of, new one's coming out. It's going to be even better. And it's like, you know, once you've set a bar so high, it's like, well, what are you, you know? You can't keep one upping it, yeah. Which is kind of where I'm reaching with these, which is kind of it's odd. The parallels between this and actual comic books, and why I kind of ended up getting out of comic books was titles would build up, and then it's like, all right, here's our big crossover event. And the first few times it was like, yeah, this is fucking sweet, you know, like the new mutants and X Factor and X Men, they're all together and they're all fighting the same thing. This is cool, you know. And then eventually it was like, all right, now it's them and the Avengers and the West Coast Avengers and them and daredevil shows up and spider-man's there too and it's like eventually it gets to the point where it's like there are like 50 fucking characters Mm -hmm. all having their own storylines and it's all jammed into one giant ass thing and you have to be buying 20 comics a month to get the entire story yeah you know and that's it's kind of like it feels like it's reaching that point where it's like well we got to keep going bigger and better and more and and oh yeah you they want the they want new characters so we need to get this guy and it's like it does feel like they're getting to a dangerous point of too big, like how you well, can't maintain. And yeah, and it's kind of like the problem we had with Furious 7 where it's like, how do you keep upping the ante? Yeah. How do you keep going bigger than this? Which, I mean, they do go bigger than Avengers 1 with everything. They do. By the end of this. Yeah. And you in know, an interesting and, way, I think. Yeah. 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 Well, I, and in a way that makes sense yes. and works. Like, it's not <laughs> like, well, it's not like they're just doing it for the sake of doing it. Right. It's not you just know. like, oh, and now aliens are like, here. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like the story actually serves it and makes like like everything that happens in that last act all makes sense. Yeah, it's it's absurd, but it's like, OK, the guy has a plan and this seems to be it. OK, I guess that's mm-hmm. how you're going to go about it. That would well, yeah, work, well, I guess. 
He's he's a robot designed to save humanity, and he goes on the internet for three minutes and says, <laughs> "Fuck humanity, yes, <laughs> fuck them all." Right. Which is the correct reaction. Yeah. So this is going to be the highest grossing documentary of all time. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 But no, I mean, the, the thing is, I think I, if you're worried about that, like, crossover doing too much thing, I, I think it, it's, a, it's a fair thing to be worried about. I mm-hmm. think that's why the next movie's already predetermined to be split into two. I think it's just going to have so much going on. It's like they, yeah. this is going to be this is probably going to be the first part one, part two thing that actually. That's the real civil war. Huh? <laughs> That's the real civil war. Is yeah. the two movies? He's actually apart. talking about the Infinity War. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. No, I mean the, the next. The next, the next I can't Aven- keep up with this. Shit. The next Avengers movie is going to be two, a two parter, and th- this feels like the very first time that's ever happened that it doesn't feel like a cash grab. It feels like they legitimately are going to have two movies worth of crazy shit to go down. Yeah. Whereas unlike, oh, like, oh, let's split up Harry Potter. I was going to say, I think Harry Potter felt... Harry Potter felt like that was necessary because that those books were always dense and they were always... Well, they just did it with the wrong fucking book. Well, uh, true, but I, you know... That's what everyone said. They were at the end and... I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it all feels like let's just split every. I mean, have split, split fucking Hunger Games up. It's a 300 page book. Yeah. yeah fuck you. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's definitely not as blatant as that for Yeah. Damn that's sure. what I'm saying. I mean, it feels like they're actually, this is going to be the first time this happens where it's like, yeah, yeah okay, that makes sense. But I, 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 what I was getting to is I think, I think Captain America Civil War is going to be the first time where it's like, all right, guys, how are you, how are you going to pull this off? That just feels like the first one where it's like, you've got a lot to cover in one fucking movie. Mm hmm. Like that, that's just, that feels like some pretty high stakes. I know it's just next year and it's not supposed to be the big crossover event thing. It's not supposed mm-hmm. to be Avengers. It's feeling like it might be, <laughs> like, yeah. but I mean, I think it's going to be the, like, it's going to be the low, not low key, the low key Avengers movie. <laughs> like it's going to be like, we're going to have, we might have all these people show up, but we're, if they're following the storylines, it's going to be yeah. a whole lot of people in hiding and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm finding, especially after rewatching the other ones leading up to Avengers that. I think I'm more in for the individual stories for each character than the big, all right, everybody's here thing. Cause I think they have to juggle too much. Well, it's kind of like, you I'm know? actually more excited about these standalone star Wars movies than the new trilogy. I actually yeah. am. I think there's, there's more potential for something interesting with a one-off one shot. Mm-hmm. Got to tell it all. It's kind of like how we always say, like, you know, the best things are, you know, you, if you can tell a complete and full story and do it in 90 minutes, Fucking a. Here's, yeah. a, here's an Oscar, you know, like <laughs> fuck all this three hour bullshit. Yeah, here's you know? a golden jocks. At least. You know, it's, yeah. Gravity's better than the English patient. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, with the whole Avengers thing now or with the whole Marvel thing now, really, is it's like I'm really wondering what happens because they're building to Infinity War where it's like, you know, every movie is like, all right, well, they got to, you know, it's all going to be like, here's going to be the big event. And then what do they do after that? You know, because it's just like Furious 7. You can't keep doing like there's a point you reach where it's like you can't go any further than this. They reboot it. Yeah. And, but they said they've already planned movies through 2028. But, but they're going to have to reboot it. The cast will be too old. They'll have to. Re- and if you're going to recast, you just reboot. I mean, there's 57,000 Marvel They don't Marvel even have universes. to reboot. They can just keep going with other people. Yeah. Well, sure. I, I mean, do we just go all like individual smaller movies for well, I think that's why they're already saying, like, look, don't worry. There will always be people on the Avengers team. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you might have to recast some key people because there's got to be, like, somebody still running it. Like, maybe Captain America gets recast one mm-hmm. day. Or maybe they actually let him, you know, as long as Chris Evans is in, like, mm-hmm. keep being older. It doesn't matter. He can just be, like, the team leader. Right. Yeah. You know, whatever. I mean, but obviously, I think, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is 
quickly approaching the age where it's like he's not going to be able to do that anymore yeah. or want to do it, I would think. But, you know. Well, and he's kind of wanted out for a while. They just keep throwing huge dump trucks of money at him. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, OK, yeah. I'll do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. still just amazed that they they made Captain America my favorite character out mm-hmm. of all of these. And that's a character that I have never liked in the comics, like basically ever. I think that was their, I mean, like when they sat down to do it, they were like, we've got to find a way to make this guy relevant mm-hmm. in a way that I, people can identify with because it is kind of hokey. Yeah. And, and also <laughs> I think part of why I like all the Iron Man stories, but I don't, I don't like Tony Stark when he's in the Avengers movies because he be, just becomes snide, snipe at everyone guy. He's quippy, man. Yeah. He just, quip, but quip, it's, quip, quip. It, yeah. And it doesn't. It doesn't quite work, even though even though in both movies they've had plenty of good one liners. Yeah. And I was kind of shocked at how many Ultron had. Yes. That were some of the best in the movie, especially right near the end. Yep. I it's just, I honestly it's, I believe that's completely that that I think that's hundred percent Joss Whedon doing that on purpose. Yeah. They've got to Iron Man's got to turn to a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. He has to. I mean, and I think that's the, that's the easiest way to do it is like, all right, so subtly pull back on liking him. And honestly, I think that's why he kind of even acted differently in Iron Man 3. It's like, it's still fun, but you're like, okay, he's kind of being an asshole to this kid. He's kind of being an asshole to everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, let's face it. The cinematic Tony Stark is never really been a, a nice guy. I mean, he kind of stumbled into a noble thing to do, but he's always been an asshole. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean... His natural tendency is to be a total asshole. He's mm-hmm. just sort of like feels pressured to do this Iron Man thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I think I've, so far I feel like they're very much on design. Like they're they're playing it by the numbers. I mean, like how they need to. I don't think they've gone off the rails too much. Thor two no. just being the one lone exception of like kind of unnecessary. And that's just that an about? average movie. It's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's not just, bad at all. It's still good. It's just like eh, it's not really memorable. And I think they kind of punish Thor for that in this movie. Just like, hey, your last movie was kind of lame, so why don't you just fuck off for a while? We'll see you yeah. later. Well, I mean, some of that will maybe get... I know. Opinions, opinions get changed when the Blu-ray comes out and there's the 40 more right. minutes or whatever there right. are is of it, of it. Yeah, but I, I just... It didn't It didn't fall on... like it, it didn't reach the heights of the previous ones to me. You know, I mean, it's still a solid, fun movie, but it it was it was one of those cases of like... It, it it felt very similar to me to Star Trek Into Darkness, where it's like I walked out and it and I wasn't like, man, I want to see that again right now. Mm-hmm. Like when I walked out of Avengers One, I was like, fuck yes, I want to see that again right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy. I walked out, I was going, I want to see that immediately. Mm-hmm. And this one, I was just kind of like, I felt worn out. I, I think is what it was. I felt just like, all right, we got where we were going here, and I'm glad I've seen this now. Yeah. But it was almost like I can take a break from this for a while. Well, and that was, and you know, that's probably not the reaction that you want to have. And I mean, yes, I know it's a darker movie, and it ends kind of in a place that's, you know, not like the all right, yeah, we're the best that Avengers One ends on. And I, maybe that's part of it, but I think Avengers Two has some real, genuine emotion to it, whereas yeah. the first one is much more of a popcorn movie mm-hmm. i mean it has it has some emotion to it definitely but i think this one in particular has a lot more yeah and, well, it and it's wears also you a out. lot more comic booky stuff oh sure i mean like yeah, it goes both ways like by the time they get to to vision yeah. and all that it's like you guys are just doubling down on comic bookiness now like because you know the original when you think about the first few movies it was just like 
we need to establish this real world and there's like scientific reasons for these things happening and all that. And eventually they're just like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, it very much feels like that by the time they get to that point where it's kind of like, yeah, you've given us kind of like a pseudosciencey thing, but it's, it's eventually just like, nah, fuck it. Comic books. Right. Yeah. That whole stuff did feel kind of rushed. That was some of it where I was just like, what's happening with, oh, okay. That, whatever. <laughs> if that's yeah, what needs to happen just, here. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I don't think I like it. Honestly, like like once that stuff started, I was like, mm, I was okay with it. I'm I'm kind of ready for these movies to bust loose and get, and just get crazy. Just, yeah, I guess. Just but, give me all the stuff that I've got to look up on a Wikipedia page. But he's page just at like a point. straight up Deus Ex Machina in that movie. Yeah, and then there's a second. <laughs> so he's a Machina ex Machina. Yeah, but then there's a second time something like that happens. Yeah, when they have to evacuate everybody, and mm-hmm. I was like, "You've just done it twice. You broke my rule. That's what Expendables two fucked up because they did it four times." <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I internet hate it, obviously. But totally. Yeah, I, I, I still, you know, it, it's really you're either in or you're out on these movies at this point because there are plenty of people who just think they're like the worst fucking thing to happen to movies. And I almost wonder if some of the dialogue in that movie is like addressing those people oh, because there's so. a lot of talk of guys going, "Are should we really be doing this? Like, like, are we? Did we really make the right choice doing this?" And it's kind of like. You're almost wondering if it, if it's just exhausted Joss Whedon as well going, man, I don't know. It, like, is this how we're supposed to be doing this? Because, yeah. I mean, it, the way it sounds, it fucking practically killed him. Yeah. Because, I mean, that there is ambition. Like, there's no ambition left to spare in this movie. Like, they, all the ambition is there. I mean, this is a huge, like, I, I cannot think of a movie that's huger than this. Honestly, when I'm trying to rack my brain thinking of movies that like are trying to do more and have more scope than this, I can't think of anything. Yeah, I mean, it'll depend on what the new Star Wars movie tries to establish. And it's, you know, it's like setting up a new trilogy and universe, basically. It'll be interesting to see like how vast that thing has to be going forward. Yeah. Because, I mean, this it, this thing is jam-packed. It's, mm-hmm. it's jam-packed with stuff. Mm-hmm. Like every scene you walk around the corner and there's a new character and it's like where who where, where's that who's that guy well, and, <laughs> and i also appreciate that they make hawkeye a character worth having in the movie yeah as well as giving him the dialogue of being like man i don't know why the fuck i'm here right <laughs> like, and straight also up. that last movie that was bullshit am i right yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no I, I it's we all liked it to various degrees yeah i just i i don't think i liked it as much as the first one i liked it more um i liked it I liked it. I thought it was great on a scale of, of indeterminate measure. <laughs> How many dice would you give it? Um, zero. Okay, great. Mm, well, that's <laughs> that good. means it's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> on the zero no dice. dice. Scale. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You like this movie? No dice. No dice. Um, I think we're done, right? Yeah. Let's wrap yeah, this up. We got voicemails and stuff. We'll save them for next, next week. week. Yeah. Yep. Once again. We talk too much. Contact information, sir, who was not previously paying attention. I was sort of half listening. He was trying not to. I know. It was yeah, fun watching was... him try not to. And we, <laughs> honestly, we haven't, there's a lot going on. We haven't spoiled very much. Yeah. At all. Well, the internet is trying real hard to yeah, spoil don't everything. Don't go to Yahoo if you haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. I, Period. Even, well, actually, just don't go to Yahoo. Even uh, My like, sentence is done. People, yeah, that's true. Um, Except but for community. I, I have to watch community somehow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like people on Twitter are just like, blah, 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 all the things that are happening in the movie. Here you go. I'm talking about everything. 
Wow, I'm like, speaking in all caps? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> blah, 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 that's, why, that's why I tried to see it as quick as I could, because I knew. I know, I know. I've, I have failed myself, yeah. really. And yeah. side note, they showed that fucking Terminator trailer right before, and that's one of those where it's like, no way of getting out of this. So now I know the twist in that movie, and that's fucking stupid. Maybe they'll twist the twist. Yeah. It's, eh? Apparently, it's on know. the poster now, too. Eh? So oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Yes. So if... Do you have any interest still, in Terminator? You're I've, fucking done. To, to be fair, the it's thing that's going to spoil Terminator Genesis is going to be Terminator Genesis. Yeah. I well, know. sure. Yeah. So eventually that will spoil it. Like, like I was like, well, this looks kind of cool. They flip a bus on a bridge and like they're doing cool stuff there. But yeah, then I saw that twist. I was like, okay, this is fucking idiotic. I can't wait to find out. Yeah. It's fucking idiotic. So. All right. Sorry, BJ. Contact. It's okay. So, check out the website, bmfcast.com. On the right-hand side, there is a collection of buttons, a group, a murder of buttons, if you will. The Avengers um, of buttons. The Avengers of buttons. <laughs> buttons are simple. Right. <laughs> or buttons. Um, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Go on. They're there, anyhow. <laughs> and they will lead you to all the social ways that you can interact with us all over the internet in many, 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 many glorious fashions. Um, if you don't want to go to the, the buttons and want to interact with us, email us, bmf... Email us at bmf at bmfcast.com or give us a call on... God damn. <laughs> I'm just tired. Or give us a call on the Garfield phone, 9105-JUX-BMF, 910-556-9263. The BMF cast hotline is open and ready and waiting for you. Damn straight. Well said. <laughs> Not very well said. <laughs> it's like, it's it's forgiven. The dice yeah. man wore you out, I understand. Yeah, it's uh, so true. So oh. Fucking phone numbers. Oh. 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 Uh, so let's get out of here, shall we? Uh, we shall. Okay. I'm Harlow. I'm, I'm Harlow. Oh, I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast out. Unbelievable. Oh. Rock and roll detective. <laughs> Unbelievable. Rock, 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 rock and roll detective. They call me Ford Failing. Rock and roll detective. I have the power to get into the hottest clothes, the hottest dressing rooms, and the hottest chicks. Rock, 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 rock and roll detective. Terrifical. I even had my own toll-free number. 1-800-PERFECT. Rock and roll detective. You're a poet and didn't know it. That's what I think. Yeah.
his makeup head teased up with that attitude like, hey, treat me like the pig that I am. like you do grow on trees. Here's to you, buddy.